About 10 days ago or so, some catastrophic news hit all of us. Yeah? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You all know what I'm talking about. A new climate report from the IPCC under the collaboration of 270 scientists from all over the world concludes beyond a doubt that climate change is accelerating at a level that is more extreme than anyone had hitherto anticipated. The consequences to humanity and to the rest of the beings on this planet will be cataclysmic. The planet itself is irreversibly damaged, millions will be displaced, species will disappear, hundreds of millions will experience floods, deadly heat waves, severe drought, food shortages, and attempts to seriously address this apocalypse is not being undertaken. Not seriously, anyway. One responsible head of state has already named the report terrifying, and the United Nations Secretary General names it an atlas of human suffering and a damning indictment of failed climate leadership. The Ragnarok is coming, and if we act radically, in unison, and with a, at a very high speed, it's still coming, but perhaps it can be, uh, the, the destructive effects can be reduced somewhat. But what do you think that the leaders of this world do when they have a problem that is so big that they can barely conceptualize how to even start addressing it? You know, so they just meander around in green capitalism fantasies and green new deals and vague hopes for decreasing carbon emission that nobody is living up to anyway and which, you know, to begin with are nowhere near radical enough to make an actual difference. What do they do when solutions to the problem imply convincing broad populations that we should all have less material wealth? That, that capitalist consumerism need to be restructured at its core. And that probably these same politicians need to rethink that very social structure that gave them their office in the first place. What do they do? You know, this is an extremely disempowering situation. They have a deep feeling of disempowerment. They can't do what they're supposed to. They're supposed to create a world that our children can also live in. They can't do that. Right? This feeling of disempowerment is enforced, by the way, uh, by the experience of the COVID epidemic, where nobody seemed to really be able to stem it, actually. It just came and, and, and we tried all we could to keep it back. We couldn't. Um, so what do they do? Well, they run home to the reality that they know the best. Home to mum. Home to Margaret Thatcher's reality, you know, this is a, a reality with, with, with the people of Ukraine as victims is kind of a reenactment style reality almost. A reality of Russian threads and iron curtains and nuclear bombs. Unconsciously, you know, almost as some kind of psychopathological patterns, the leaders of this world start using this sort of mid-20th century cosplay to create problems, the kind of problems that might be enormous in themselves, but which are the kind of problems that those kind of politicians are supposed to be able to solve, like in the good old days, the Cold War, you know. It's so existentially manageable somehow. It's just... Not pressing the button, basically. 
So let's make war and bomb civilians' cities over territorial disputes while spreading demented propaganda about the poor people of Ukraine being some sort of blood-drinking Nazis. Let's press the NATO to the east and see if we can round up some insane dictator who will completely overreact and thereby provide us with a huge and but comparatively manageable problem. A problem with a face which will make the whole of Europe, you know, go into some sort of arms race and thereby also finance the military-industrial complex and all that. This is a problem towards which we can stand shoulder to shoulder. We can make emergency relief convoys, economic sanctions, diplomacy. We can clear the news of all the annoyingly apocalyptic stuff, which is so difficult to face because it implies facing... an. In- enormity of unmanageable real shit, you know? So let's start territorial disputes over whose fucking rockets are standing close to whose fucking borders, and let's start rattling our nuclear weapons and, you know, ban each other from Facebook and from the Olympic Games and similar little card game clubs, and feel that we are certainly doing something really important about a big problem, right? Now, don't get me wrong, the war in Ukraine is a big problem, but believe me, compared to the human suffering that's outlined outlined in the IPCC 6th Assessment Report that just came out here a week ago, the war in Ukraine is a problem of limited kind of proportion. And this is part of the reason, I think, that you guys need animism, because animism gives us the narratives, the tools, the stories to create that face to, to to personify in a sense and and uh, make the big problem give it a manageable character right the big problem is that we are facing the ragnarok and the the mythic structures and ways of thinking that are in animism they enable us to start dealing with it i was about to close there start dealing with it without creating insane, horrible madness of human destruction, of suffering, that seems to be kind of spurred and motivated by basically a psycho-reaction of not being able to deal with the, 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 the actual Ragnarok. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the rant. 